This is Biz. I'm a part-time working mom with a toddler son and a daughter who's a full-blown kid. And I'm Teresa, a part-time working mom with two little boys and another on the way. This is a show about life after giving life. Don't listen with your kids, because there will be swears. This is One Bad Mother. This week on One Bad Mother, no more for me, thanks, I'm driving. A.K.A. I think I'm done having more kids. Plus, Biz is scared of Halloween, Teresa looks great, and we talk to the queen of children's music, Lori Berkner. Woo! Hello, Teresa. Hi, Biz. Man, I haven't seen you in a week. You're you're so huge. Oh, thanks. Oh, okay. Wait, wait. Thanks. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Teresa, I haven't seen you in a week. You barely look pregnant. Are you trying? <laughs> uh, thanks. I am actually pregnant. How did How did either of those things make you feel? Both of them made me feel. <laughs> crappy and the second one made me feel like you were just lying to my face <laughs> well okay we, but i know that that's something that does happen it is I, we we feel like this might be a good place to remind people now that mm. Teresa is once again pregnant with child and mm. life uh we touched on this when we were both doing this mm-hmm. <laughs> we were both making people uh a while ago yeah but just like i Chris and i've been talking about this recently i've been asking her how she's doing yeah it, it's you t- i don't have to tell the story for you like it's just, yeah, yeah yeah no it's just i was saying to biz like we were really on to something when we said <laughs> you sh- shouldn't say almost anything except if you want to say something about how somebody looks if you want to comment on their appearance and you can't stop yourself right just say you look great. Yeah. Because and that's I really like I, I'm going back in my mind and I'm mm. grateful to us for having said that <laughs> three years ago. But it's weird whatever. to be doing it again, like to have spent it is time yes. verbally talking about this stuff. Yeah. To then be pregnant again and like have it there, like really looming because yes. it's harder to forget when you do it publicly all the time. But like well, yeah. I no, I think that like what's going on for me right now is I'm like 23 weeks pregnant and because it's my third baby, I like popped out really early yeah. and like I I feel fine. Like I feel like I just I look like a pregnant person. You look I mean, great, I have actually. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, Thanks. Yeah. Um and like, you know, I'm I'm but I, my belly is like big enough that even people who I don't know have already started saying like, "Oh, congratulations." Or like, right. "Oh, I didn't know you were expecting." Or like, you know, right. people are really commenting and feel like I'm I'm like my belly is big enough at this point yeah. that many many people feel comfortable <laughs> assuming right. openly that I'm pregnant. Right. Which we've said before also is risky business. Risky business, people. guys. Risky business. It is. But Not a cool risky business, <laughs> but more of a uh, there's a special place for you in hell risky business. <laughs> I mean, and in in those cases like that's fine. I am pregnant and so it just so happens that those people have gotten lucky and <laughs> Like, they're right. I am pregnant. And thank you. And everybody's really nice about it and whatever. But the other thing that's also happening is that people who know that I'm pregnant, if they haven't seen me in a couple weeks right. or something, when they see me, I keep getting this. It's it's so it's like, you know, even even people who've had kids before. I yeah. mean, like people who've been pregnant before. And it's like, I don't know if it's I, I don't know what it is, but like pregnancy somehow I think just makes us awkward sometimes. Yeah. And sure. And so I've gotten a lot of that 
you're really wow. You're really bit, like oh, you're really out. There. You're really oh, you're really out there now. And it's always like you're really out there. Yes, like people like and people this and, or people on the ground control. <laughs> like, I mean, like what the fuck does that even no, mean? And it's like it's like lots of people not having the words to say it, so they're just doing the thing where they stick their hand out and show how big my giant belly has become. You're really whoa, like like to this. indicate like. like a, a, let me show you how much like Santa Claus you are right now. Like, and it's, I mean, it's, that's a lot. It's fun. Like, I don't, it's not like killing me inside or anything, guys. It's like, it's it's fine. It's just kind of funny. But like what I noticed was the other night we got together with some friends and like, haven't seen them in a couple weeks. And do you know what they said to me? What? They said, oh, look at you. You look great. How's the pregnancy going? Yeah. And it, like, almost made me cry because it was just so nice. And it made me feel good. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I do know what you're saying. So I am reliving this experience. And, like, I think in between pregnancies, I forgot, like... You forget I was saying to Biz, like, did we overblow the whole don't talk to pregnant women (laughs) thing? Like, is that just a little bit, like, don't say anything to... No, I think this is real. It's real. It's real. It's real, guys. You may forget about it, but it's real. Um... Well, you do look great. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, I'm hot, so I'm taking off all my clothes right okay. now. Okay. No worries. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Just kidding. Um, well. How are you? I'm fine. So we are, last week was our official Halloween show, because uh, it aired before Halloween. We record on Mondays, so today is technically Halloween, but the show will come out later uh, in the week, making it not a Halloween show. But I wanted to just... Briefly say how terrified I am of tonight's trick-or-treating activities. Mm. This will be Ellis's... Are you terrified because you're going to be spooked? Nope. I'm (laughs) terrified because I'm going to get, like, yelled at by an emotionally uh, charged uh, almost three-year-old. Yeah. So Ellis is going out trick-or-treating tonight for the first time. I mean, whole hog with with the other kids. And he's going to be an aunt. Oh, Big surprise, guys. I'm an aunt. I mean, like, that's getting, it's getting worse, guys. It's getting, I'm like, I love you. You are so smart. I'm an aunt. You're a very smart You're a very aunt. smart aunt. No, I'm just a normal aunt. <laughs> like, I mean, everything, like, you cannot not oh do it. God. Anyway, so he's going to be an aunt. And I say, great. We're going to go out and we're going to walk to all the neighbor's houses and we're going to get candy. You're going to say trick or treat. And he goes, I'm going to crawl. Oh God! And I said, "Oh, oh Jesus! Oh no, 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 no! You're gonna, you're gonna walk now. This this first conversation happened like five days ago. You're gonna, you're gonna walk. The costume's gonna yeah. look like an amp. But you're gonna, yeah. And then the no. sobbing, like just no. like raw <laughs> sobbing of the. I have to crawl. We have to crawl. And I just because it was like a week away, I was like, uh, stop! I can't. I can't, I don't yeah. even know how to do this. We yeah. can't." We're just, I'm just going to say, yeah. okay, baby, we'll talk about it. We'll okay, baby, it let's yeah. calm down. Yeah. The next three times over the course of the last five days that I have said oh we'll God. be walking door to door, uh-huh. ants crawl, hysterical sobbing, like full meltdown, like not like tantrum meltdown, <gasps> right. but like deeply yeah. saddened. Yeah. This, like, this is, is not you don't understand how ants mind. Yeah. yeah. So this morning I was like, well, can an ant be in a wagon? Can we pull the ant around? And he's like, oh, yeah, that's a great idea. <laughs> so <laughs> oh, yeah, so we're going to oh, do that, genius. but, like, I still not 100%. Oh, you solved it. I solved, we, we have you hopefully did. solved okay. it. 
But just this kid's commitment yeah. to reality, yeah, to the workings of an ant, is like got me a little stressed out. Yeah, like uh, there could be other things. There could be other things that I'm not even aware. Yeah. Like, I still, he's like, we're going to go to Halloween. And I'm like, no, the whole day yeah. is Halloween. Yeah. You're going door to door and saying trick or treat. Yeah. Uh, at, I don't know how it's going to be. There might be. It sounds like you're cruising for a little bit of a meltdown at the end that yeah. this wasn't what he had in mind. Because right. he doesn't know how to picture what Halloween, Halloween is. is. So whatever it is, it's going to be wrong Oh, somehow. it's going to be horribly yeah. wrong. Yeah. So I'm just like, ah, <laughs> oh, no. I, yeah, you know, whatever. But I'll be a witch. So that'll right. be fine. That'll That'll be probably great. scare him and he probably won't let me be a witch. <sighs> Good luck. Thanks. Speaking of needing luck. <laughs> <laughs> Teresa and I are going to tackle a little topic uh, about deciding to not have any more kids. Please take a moment to remember, if you're friends of the hosts of One Bad Mother, you should assume that when we talk about other moms, we're talking about you. If you are married to the host of One Bad Mother, we definitely are talking about you. Nothing we say constitutes professional parenting advice. Ms. and Teresa's children are brilliant, lovely, and exceedingly extraordinary. Nothing said on this podcast about them implies otherwise. Hey, Teresa. Yeah. So you see, there's like a little ledge uh-huh. right up there. Yeah. Could you just get a little closer? Do you want to walk little, like little on closer. the ledge? Like we could what? do like a that I, thing where your foot is like balancing like half on the ledge, half off the ledge. Sure. And then at some <laughs> point in time, I'm going to drag us over the ledge. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty Okay. Somebody asked somebody us. Somebody wrote us. Yeah. Yeah. To a letter. this topic. And said, hey, I've, you know, been going through making this decision about no, no longer wanting kids. And it's a very hard, you know, uh, decision. And I'd be interested in hearing you guys talk about it. Mm-hmm. So we want to be really clear about two things. One, this is a conversation that Teresa and I are having together as friends. And it's private. So if you guys are eavesdropping. <laughs> no, listen, this is private. Um, this is a conversation we're having with each other about our personal decisions. Mm-hmm. Right. About how we came to wherever we are mm-hmm. in this process. Yeah. So that's one. OK. Yeah. Two. Uh, this is possibly going to be a weird conversation to listen to. <laughs> so uh, those are the two things. So there you go. We're going to give this a try. We're going to give this a try. Great. OK. I will. I will go first. OK. OK. I, just in case, for some really weird reason, uh-huh. this is somebody's first show they've decided to tune into. Uh-huh. <laughs> Good choice. <Yeah. laughs> Welcome. Welcome. I have two children, a seven-year-old daughter mm-hmm. and a almost three, like in a couple of weeks, son. Mm-hmm. I am 42 years old. And that's it. That's like I think the key facts. Just to and be you're married, and I'm married to somebody. I'm married to someone that someone's name is Stefan. Yeah, we're in a healthy, good, yeah, loving relationship. But he is also part of this decision, presumably. Oh yeah, he is. <laughs> I, that's why I bring him up. That's a good point. That's a good point. <laughs> He's part takes, of this. Takes two. Yeah. To tango in this to particular tango or situation, not tango right? Ever again. <laughs> <laughs> no more tangoing uh, for you two. And we're not having any more kids. Okay, we we are done at the two mark. Okay, mm-hmm. um, and I have to say it was a very easy decision to come to. And mm. this, we just knew it. I mean, we both just well, agreed. did. You already decide before. Yeah, you, yeah before we had kind you had of floated around to, and that would be it. Yeah, yeah. the two was going to be it, uh-huh. which definitely helps in making the decision. Uh-huh. 
However, I have mentioned many times on the show, even though, and I feel like this is something I could talk about in terms of this discussion that we're having, is even though I have made this decision, and Stefan does not want any more children either, um, it, I still wrestle with that decision. Mm, yeah. I still wonder, should I? Teresa's pregnant. She's got three. Should I have one more? Mm-hmm. I have like a bunch of friends who are all having kids, mm-hmm. uh, second and third kids right now. Mm-hmm. And I do go, hmm, yep. maybe. Yep. But for me, what goes into this, uh, there, there are a couple of things. One, Stefan doesn't want any more kids. Mm. And I respect that. That's fine. Two, I don't do uh, pregnancy and babies well. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I do fine. You know what I mean? Like, I love them and I take care of them. But, like, it's psychologically really toiling on me. Like, I know I am a better person after three. Like, mm-hmm. after the age of three. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I am in a forest for a long time with uh, with Emma. It, it just, and I, I just feel like at this age for me mm-hmm. and this place in my life, you know, like, work's really picking up. I'm starting to be able to do stuff with both kids that feels more fulfilling. Um it just feels like if I were, if we were to make that decision to have another child, it would really be, and this is going to be a weird way to say this, mm-hmm. a setback in where we are yeah. moving. Okay. And I even wrestled, I've even had those dark moments with Ellis where I'm like, I'm like, I'm really struggling with him. Uh, and I think we shouldn't have had yeah. two. Yeah. You know, which is a horrible thing. And it has nothing to do with him. I just like, of just, the, yeah. just the, Pressure and workload of two kids for me is a lot. And can I just say thank you for saying that because that's really honest, really brave to say it out loud. And I totally agree with you. It's not about him at all. It's about just it's really hard, you know, and like I've totally had those moments, too, where I think back and especially looking at other families I know where they have one kid. I'm just like, oh, that's so nice. It just seems so nice. (laughs) Like going out and doing stuff. Yeah. Look at how they're just like friends. Yeah. I do like I don't know. It's totally me projecting. Yes, you're projecting. hundred percent, you know. Um, but I mean, I just, I really appreciate you saying that because I think that that is a totally fair thing and probably like really common, you well, know, and for any number of kids. I mean, yeah, any you, number if of you kids, have one you have- kid, should we have had kids? If you had two kids, should we have had the second kid? If you had five you know, kids, should, should we, we have, have had, had the, the five? Kids? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like- well, I also think some of it really plays into the struggle that we all have of adapting to life with kids and mm-hmm. that whole, who am I? Am I other? Yeah. Am I mother? Am I whatever? And so when I say that, it's so much about like those brief moments where you're like, when I'm really in the thick of it. Mm-hmm. And I sit there and I think, you know, uh, this is my life. What would my life be doing? You know, like it's mm-hmm. such a, who would I be? Would I be achieving certain things? Or, mm-hmm. do, you know, if, yeah. if we had done something different, which is why when I think about having when we thought about having a third kid, which we never thought about, but I mean, just that idea, yeah. it's like, okay, no, I ha- like it feels like for us to work, it would, this is where it has to be. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. That, that's, that's us. That's my, that's yeah. my process. And then I, I have more, I could talk about that later, but I want to hear about uh, you guys. Well, or you. Yeah, sure. Um, can I just, well, I just want to say, like, it's, I like hearing you talk about this because it helps me think about how I've made my decisions, yeah. too, in, like, a really similar, like, way. Like, there's very similar, like, almost categories to yeah. this because <laughs> right. there's the, there's, I, I sort of feel like there's the, um, 
There's the what does my family look like in my vision right. thing. Right. And there's the all the if you're going to bear the child right. and like be pregnant and like give birth and, you know, breastfeed and, and or not breastfeed. But like right. if you're going to be doing the physical part of it. Right. Um, you know, waking up at night with a little one, all that. Um, there's there's the do I want to do that again? Right. Like so those are two things that I think like. Um, when I, and I, I struggled with the decision to have a third, like I was, I think like, um, for a long time, you know, Jesse and I always said two or three Yeah, and, um, and I think, you know, like it's easy to say this, like having hindsight now, but I, <laughs> this but whole like, conversation is easier to have with hindsight, it's right? True. Like it yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. But like, I think that I, I think that I pretty much always wanted to have three kids Mm. like I think I pretty much always like in my heart of hearts like envisioned that for my family um but like with so many things it's so hard sometimes to admit what we really want and like I always kind of felt that like three was really greedy like for me I'm not saying like I'm not saying for for other people I'm just saying like can we do like can we do that I mean can we afford it and it's like You know, who is that for? And like, you know, I just I really had some weird pressures on myself about like, is that okay to want three kids? Like, is it okay ethically to like bring more children into the world? Like, is it okay? Um, Is it okay that I'm giving birth like that? I want to birth a third child rather than, you know some other way of getting a child, you know, like I, right. I mean, I really, there were all these, um, all these like kind of conflicting thoughts. Yeah. And also I just, I think also because it is such a two person decision, like with your partner, if assuming you're in a partnered situation, like I guess I didn't want to have like a set thing that was like, I must have X, Y, Z because I I know that it is a two-person decision. And, yeah. like, when it came down to it, it was the two of us deciding, like, is this something that we right. both want? But it, I think it was something I wanted all along. It was just really hard for me to come around to, it's okay to, to have, pursue the yes. thing that you want and, like, the life that you want. That's okay. Well, it's so intriguing. I just stop right there. Yeah. I mean, I want to talk more about then what your decision is to have more after three. But, yeah. like, I, it is, again... Let us say this is all about us as individuals. This yeah. is not a comment on how no. anybody else comes to these decisions. No. But what that shows me is just you just forget like all these things go into play. Like I mean, just the, the fact that you were wrestling with like ethical issues and like having those internal conversations. Yeah. I think the idea of internal conversations is universal. Mm-hmm. Whatever that internal conversation is 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 unique. But I, I find that such a different from me, but like very interesting process coming to the three, the mm-hmm. question of a, so now that you have three, here's my tackless comment of what's, what's wrong with having four or five after three? I mean, you're already outnumbered. Well, <laughs> no, no, but like, well, I will say yeah. like, what's funny is ask anyone, right? You guys have all heard. If you've had one, we might as well have two. It's like they're not if you've had tattoos. Two, you might as well have three. <laughs> if you've had three, we might as well have four. They're if so have easy. Four, I mean, it's so e- three is so easy. But Teresa. no, but even without the easy <laughs> right. commentary, it's like the your your life is already ruined. Commentary. <laughs> one more doesn't make that big of a difference. 
that has been said to me every step of I the way. I think I people say it at every stage. Yeah, and no matter what. hilarious. Yeah. And it makes no sense. Right. right. Um, yeah, so for me, like, the decision partially, well, my decision not to, I mean, we're not planning to have kids after three. Right. Um, and it, like, what I said about our decision to have three goes into that. Yeah. So, like, part of why I knew I wanted to have three was that I actually wanted to go back into the forest. Like, right. I you love the forest. really wanted to yeah. do that one more time. You're like, I wasn't done with that. Like, right. I was like, and it's possible that after I have this third baby, I will still really long for that. Right. But... In the, in the case right now, like that wanting to do that again also went hand in hand with like my vision for my family right. and like what I what I want. So right. I don't envision four kids. Yeah. I just don't. Yeah. So like that's gonna help me. It's like it's just innate. I just know. Like I just yeah. feel that. I don't like. You know what I'm saying? No, I know and exactly so, what you mean. I mean that's how I felt about two. Yeah. And that, exactly. That, I just I know think, that's it. Well, and that's why like it sounds like you know you've you've said to me at least I don't know if you said it on air but you've said to me at least this was a pretty easy decision yeah. just because you just knew. knew like and I think that. I think that, you know, even after I have this baby, it's possible, you know, I'll feel differently about it this time and I'll be like, dunsies with that, (laughs) you know? But, like, even if, you know, I still kind of, like, long for doing that again, having a newborn again and all that, I'm going to, like, it. I... I will have to weigh that against. Right. This feels more like closure for you, given the thought process that went into having the third. it does. Because I think that's a good point. For me, the thought process going into having the second really aided with the closure. Yeah. Okay, now that we've talked about the closure. Yes. Aren't we wonderful people? We're great. For making such hard decisions. Yes, we're great. Let's actually, I would actually like to explore why they're hard. Yeah. Because here's the thing. Yeah. Guys, I'm not having... Any more children. Uh-huh. I want more children. Okay? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you make these decisions, and it's, <laughs> I said this to Stefan two days ago, and he was like, I gotta, he goes, and, you know, and his comment was, obviously, we don't want to go through the, or for us, the forest again. I said, you mm-hmm. know what? I don't want to go through the the whole first six months, first year with the kid, but I kind of miss, and I'm horrible at being pregnant, guys. I just don't like it. But I miss it. I miss. Yeah. I missed. I missed some of that. Like there, for as non-magical as I find it, there's a little magic that I miss. There's like a theory, and I, I do comment on the whole like, oh, I kind of do want to do it again just to do the natural birth thing this time. You know, like yeah. there are all these things, and then what adds to that? Those thoughts kind of come and go mm-hmm. here and there. But then what really gets me is like social media. <laughs> I will go on. And there are two things I see that really trigger it for me that make me be like, I know this is the right decision, mm-hmm. but oh, but it's really hard. It's really hard. And that is either those stupid Facebook memories that come up mm-hmm. of your of things you've posted a year ago or five years ago. Mm-hmm. I'm getting inundated with Every like day. Katie Bell yeah. as a baby. Yeah. Katie Bell as like the cutest like one year old mm-hmm. licking a lollipop. Mm-hmm. Oh, like a lollipop. Whatever. I guess she was two. Um, <laughs> and uh, and that's just like, oh, the babies. Yeah. And then I'll see people who ha- who are having the fourth kid. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. they're having the fourth kid or the third kid. And I think, well, we could we could do that. We why why not? Like what is look how yeah. sweet that is. Like look at everybody on their adventure doing their thing. Yeah. And 
<laughs> like, yeah. you know, and it's, again, it's total, it's totally projecting. Yeah. It's the same old, look at everybody being able to go to movies or out to yeah. concerts with their kids and I can't, right? Yeah. It's like total projection. Uh, they're struggling or whatever. Let's just assume everyone's struggling. Uh, yeah. Let me project that. Everyone's struggling somehow. Or better yet, I pass one of these like, you know, classic... American like paintings, you mm. know, from a hundred years ago, two hundred yeah. years ago, and there's like the family out on their sweeping land yeah. with like children everywhere, and you just yep. assume they're all their kids, right. not weirdo neighbor kids who've wandered in to play right. on the farm or whatever. But I'm like, oh, we should be having this big epic thing. Like, I like mm-hmm. I do feel like I'm missing out yeah. on having another child. Yeah, while I know. Yeah. That's not it almost what's feels best like, for our family. Yeah, it almost feels like <laughs> it's like being marketed to you in a weird way. Like, yeah, you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. I don't, because I think social media is a part of it, but I think social media just plays into mm-hmm. something that already has always yeah. existed. Well, yes, yes. Which is like partially just like so-and-so's, ha- oh, did you hear? So-and-so's okay. having yeah. more kids. And, and just because of like <laughs> having kids is how our species survives as humans. So like, I mean, there's, there's a chemical thing yeah, that's yeah. going on that like, I mean, it's like, um, it's just the drive to procreate. Yeah. I don't know what to say about it. Like, I'm not saying like, if you don't feel that all the time, there's like something inhuman about you right, or right. like, or that if you've, you know, if that's your prime, I mean, there's a whole spectrum yeah. of like that urge, you know, yeah. I think, but I think, but I think, um, you know, as parents, a lot of us have felt that, yeah. which is that, okay, I don't picture my family as being any bigger. I don't really particularly want to be pregnant again, or I don't particularly want to go through adoption process again, or I, I can't afford it. And I don't want the pressure right. of all of this. Like it, it feels unrealistic right. as like, it just does not make sense. Right. And yet, there's like that desire. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how to explain yeah, that. I, and it's like I, I feel, but I feel like we. Ha- that's why this thing is such a quote unquote decision. Like decision, decision. Because it's like you saying kind you're of never have gonna to, eat but chocolate. Kind of, but, right, because you kind of have to fight up <laughs> yeah, against it. Yeah. over and over and over and over and over again. Be in your face, which is all exhausting. The time. It's exhausting. It's exhausting. Yeah, all of that I think then leads to the thing that like uh, we often joke about. But there's the oops, right? Because right. here's the thing. And oops can happen lots of different ways. Yes. There's just the straight up oops. Yeah. Oops. And then there you are. You should clarify. Oops, we've we talked just got about pregnant again. Right. So we should acknowledge that you can make this decision yeah. all day right. long and you might still end up pregnant. Right. You or might still... you might still end up with a kid. Like right. Somehow, there's all right. kinds of things like, oh, my brother's kid, somebody, you know, my brother's kid, my brother can't take care of their kid right now. You know, I we're in a stable home. We're going to take care of him for, you know, like there's lots of ways to get a kid when you weren't planning not... to have a kid. Like, well, I think, and I think that's important to mention. I think I really do feel like we should wrap this up just acknowledging that just like all decisions, mm-hmm. they require a lot of thought from you as an individual. And if you have a partner in your life, that partner, you have to be respectful of those decisions. But a year later, three years later, mm-hmm. five years later, things can change. Sure. And that is okay. Yeah. You totally. know what I mean? Like yeah. that, it, it honest to God, everybody is okay if yep. those things change. I feel like expanding your family... And making the decision to not do that, mm-hmm. no matter how you 
developed your family, mm-hmm. you know, uh, whether it was through infertility treatments or adoption or any number of other random ways uh, that they that everybody's experiences are so unique and individual to this. Um, you still eventually make this decision that your family is complete. And sometimes that decision changes. Mm hmm. And then that, and also sometimes, (laughs) I mean, and also sometimes you make a decision about what you want your family to be, and you don't end up having another kid. Well, right, you You know that's not also in our control. Like we might say, yes, I want to have three kids, and then maybe number three does not come. You know, I had a miscarriage right before this pregnancy. Like, well, right, shit happens. You know, like it might not actually. So, yeah, I feel like we need to also acknowledge that, like, it's. In a way, it's kind of adorable that we pretend that this is in our control. Like, it kind of, oh, no. kind of is. Like, we need to take responsibility for True. it. But on the other hand, like, it's really kind of not in our control There's in a, a lot good, of ways. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it is. It, yeah. Number two for us, Ellis did not come easy. Right? It didn't come right away. Mm-hmm. There were lots of times where I definitely had those moments of, huh, maybe it won't be. Yeah. Right? And I think you're right. It is fair to acknowledge that on paper... In our brains. Yes. It's cute to say we have any control over the decisions that we make. Yep. Uh, But life sometimes will find a way. Okay. Jurassic Park. Yeah, I was going to Jurassic Park. One Bad Mother is supported in part by Movement Watches. Movement Watches was founded on the belief that style shouldn't break the bank. The watchmaker's goal is to change the way consumers think about fashion by offering high-quality, minimalist products at revolutionary prices. Guys, I have one of these watches. It's lovely, and it makes me actually feel fancy and put together when most of the time that's a little something that I struggle with. The design is classic, it's quality construction, and it's beautifully styled minimalism. Get 15% off today with free shipping and free returns by going to movementwatches.com slash mother. That's mvmtwatches.com slash mother. Hey, you know what it's time for this week's Genius and Fails. This is the part of the show where we share our genius moment of the week, as well as our failures, and feel better about ourselves by hearing yours. You can share some of your own by calling 206-350-9485. That's 206-350-9485. Genius fail time, Teresa. Genius me. Wow. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I saw what you did. Oh, my God. I'm paying attention. Wow. You, Mom, are a genius. Oh, my God. That's fucking genius. So everybody knows that Halloween is not my favorite, (laughs) favorite holiday. Um, I have a five-year-old and a three-year-old. My three-year-old... Was super pumped about um, Halloween and like I never really like pressed him to pick a costume and I never really suggested a costume for him. And people kept asking, what's he going to be? What's he going to be? And I said, I don't know. We're just going to figure something out. And because it's like you're breaking a mom code. I know. I know. And people just stop inviting you to things. Just check out how great this worked out. Okay. (laughs) So 
because we have like a few play costumes at home, yeah. like things that like Jesse's mom has given us that she found or whatever, or like old costumes from last year or the year before. So there's about like five different costumes that we have at home right. that he could pick. So that's what I knew. I knew he can pick one of these depending on what he wants to do that night. Right. I'm not going to buy something. And you guys know I'm not going to make something. Yeah. That ain't going to be so, Teresa. Yeah. And so I was like, <laughs> I was like, he's three. He can pick something yes. on the day of. So um, today is the actual hol- Halloween. But a couple of nights ago, we were going to like a neighborhood, like a street festival mm-hmm. with friends where kids were going to dress up and there's a parade and a contest and blah 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 Simon had his costume that we already had all sorted out he was happy Um, Oscar was like thinking he was gonna wear the giraffe costume outfit that we had at home and was happy with that then Jesse came upstairs with his um his fox hat on Jesse has like an animal animal hat that's kind of cool and I had original like we originally had like a, a little kid version of the hat that mm-hmm. like had been Simon's back in the day. Well, Oscar saw what Jesse was wearing and he was like, I want to be a fox, too. Yeah. And we were like, OK. And we had the fox hat. <laughs> nice. And he, I was like, are you sure you don't want to be a giraffe? And he was like, yeah, no, I want to be a fox with daddy. And I was like, OK, Fine. great. He just wore his regular clothes and the cutest fucking fox hat. He looked Amazing. Yeah. It like didn't matter. Like it didn't matter. He was yeah. and he was so cute. And it like he was happy with it the whole night. And I was just like, I'm great. Like, <laughs> like I just like really did not overthink this. I did not put any effort into it. And everyone is happy. Wow. Right? Good job. Good job being great. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, I made an ant costume. Wow. Guys, this was tricky. Wow. I mean, it's I got to tell you, it is I had no time to make anything, mm-hmm. guys. The school carnival that I'm running is next weekend. I have been making for others. Yeah. And luckily Katie Bell decided she was going to be Ray and now she's from Star Wars. Now she's Cat Ray, so she's Ray, who's also a cat. But Ella's aunt and uh, I just like, literally got a bunch of red felt and some giant googly eyes and pipe cleaners. Mm-hmm. We had a red hoodie, got some red pants, made a thorax real quick, thorax pillow, basically, <laughs> that then I just, tie, I just tie around. I love it. And it, guys, he does look pretty spectacular. He looks good. I saw a picture. He's going to look pretty spectacular. I'll post a picture tonight when he's, once he's in it. Uh, so, anyway, job. I so pulled good. that shit out. You're amazing. Mom. You're amazing. Mom Halloween miracle. <laughs> This is a genius, which is refreshing because I am a serial ranter. <laughs> Today my genius is rotisserie chickens. It feels like you cooked dinner, but you did not cook dinner. And it's a couple meals. And you know what? Right now the carcass is in water and I'm making a stock that's going to go in the freezer and probably sit there for six months until I throw it out. <laughs> but you know what? I feel on top of the world. Go get yourself a rotisserie chicken. We do this. Yeah. It's genius. It is. It is. Yeah. It is. It's a great reminder. Yeah. They're it, just yeah. sitting there. They're waiting for you. They want. They're, they're hot yeah. and they're delicious. Yeah. They just want to and come home with you. And they're pretty good for you. I mean, it's, it's chicken, chicken. Protein. So lean protein. In it. Yeah. You make a little chicken salad later. Sure. You they can totally just slice last. it up for chicken. Oh, yeah. Make a stock and then you feel like you cooked. Absolutely. Yeah. And then genius. throw it away. Genius. Great, great job. job. Failures. Fail. You suck. Fail me, Teresa. I 
am really lucky because I got my child into the kindergarten class with the teacher who is anti-homework for kindergarteners, <laughs> which means we don't have to deal with homework this year, which is so nice. But they have a homework grade, so they have to give something. They right. have to send something home to come back so that they can give a grade. Mm. So what she sends home is once a month a reading log, ah. and it's like you color in, like for September was like a little leaf, for October is like little pumpkin. You like color it in for every night that you read. Right. And then at the end of the month, you turn it in, and that's your homework for the whole month. And that's how they get their homework grade. <laughs> well... Um, it turns out it's, like, pretty hard to keep track of one piece of paper for a whole month. <laughs> it is. Like, it that's, is. that's pretty a fact. hard. That's and, a fact, actually. Yeah, and, like, we don't have, we're, we have, we're the house with, like, the dining room table that just becomes, like, covered in piles of crap, like, yes. every single day. Like, yes. Jesse or I will clean it, like, once every other day, and it'll be spotlessly clean, and then instantly mm. it's covered in piles of crap the minute yeah. we walk in the door. Yeah. Um, and so the reading log presumably got in there somewhere, and when one of us cleaned it of crap, it disappeared yeah. and it was gone. So it's the end of the month. The reading log is due, <laughs> and we don't have one. Nice. So good job. F for homework. F for homework. For Simon. Ah, oh, it's gonna go down on his permanent record. <laughs> Fuck you. You never get into Harvard. <laughs> okay. So my failure is just uh, thanks to. Carnival. We've had a lot of uh, work stuff. You're like running happen. the carnival. I'm, I always feel like you need to point that out. Like you're always like, you know, the school carnival's coming up. Like guys, as though people understand yeah, what that means. Guys, like I, it's I, not what it means for other people. <laughs> it's because you're running the fucking. Yeah, carnival. I may. My past life as an event planner yeah. uh, may mean that no one will ever be able to. Guys, it's like gonna be a French Johnny Cash singer guy there. Yeah. There's like like life size Angry Birds that we're building, and like, it's big. It's a big deal. <laughs> oh my god. Anyway, anywho, <laughs> uh, that Halloween, just generally trying to come out of my funk, which I feel like I'm getting out of, just I'm very tired. Uh, it just led to a week of oh shit. Mm. Like, uh, oh shit, I was supposed to be on a call 10 minutes ago. Mm. And then, oh shit, I'm at the grocery store without my wallet. And like, oh shit, the exterminator is coming in five mm. minutes and I'm on the other side of town. Mm. Just like a series of the oh shits Ugh. is what I had yeah. uh, this week. And I dislike those. Yeah. Uh, because we they, all know what that's like. Yeah, they just yeah. make you feel bad. Yeah. Where you're like, literally. The first thing that comes to my mind when it happens these days in this where I am in my mm -hmm. life is that is, just the thing that happened? No, it's <laughs> why am I not the person I used to be? Oh yeah, I, it should be. Oh, that's the thing that, that just happened. happened. Mm. Huh? Mm. Oh well. Hi. Um. So this is a fail. Um. Uh, we have a full game. My three-year-old and I were all fall asleep, pretend to be asleep, and he'll give me a kiss on the cheek, and I was up. So it's our little game. We love to play it. And then the other day, I was laying in bed, and he came in. He gave me a kiss on the cheek. I didn't wake up just to do what he did. And he did it like three or five times. And then um, he starts saying, Mom, Mom. And so I kind of like tickled him a little bit, let him know I was okay. And then I opened my eyes, and he has the biggest tears in his little eyes. He thought that I was dead. He was about to go grab my <laughs> husband and bring me back into the room. I felt like the worst mother ever. Yep, definitely not play ever playing back again. Thanks, guys. Love your show. Bye. Aww. <laughs> it's so dark. It's like my favorite. It's so dark. 
it's really so hard. Nice. But it's like I, you ch- you do that like that is such like a real like you think. This is a fucking. This we talked about funny. this just like yeah. last week with yeah. the shooting the kid in the face with the water gun. Yeah, like this seems this will be like funny. a real. This will be yeah. funny. I'm and- gonna mix this up somehow. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Oops. Put a ten in for therapy in the therapy jar for down the road. Well, that's what you get for having fun. Yep. Scarring your child for life. <laughs> oh well. You are the greatest mom I've ever known. I love you, I love you. When I have a problem, I call you on the phone. I love you, I love you. One Bad Mother is supported in part by Primary, offering stylish basics for babies and kids in awesome colors and super soft fabrics, all under $25. Guys, this stuff is durable, soft, and charming. Biz, did you know that Primary was started by two moms who wanted a place for kids' clothes without all the logos, slogans, and sequins? They don't have those things. Yeah. They're great. Yeah. Good job, guys. (laughs) Primary's stylish basics and solid colors make it easy to find exactly what you need for the kids this holiday season, from the color-coordinated holiday card photo to the school choir performance, to the annual new pair of PJs under the tree. Oh my God, they're right. Do you know how many times I have to get solid color stuff for my kids and I can't find it anywhere in stores? Visit primary.com slash badmother and use the promo code badmother to save 25% off your first purchase and free shipping. Teresa. Yes. Let's call a mom. Great. This week, we are calling Laurie Berkner, who is the queen of children's music. If you have not met the queen yet, don't worry. Your life will lead you there. (laughs) We are so excited to have her on to talk about her new album, Superhero, that just came out. Welcome, Laurie. Thank you, guys. Great to be here. We are so happy to have you here. And before we get into the new album, as well as just being a, a... children's music musician uh we're going to ask you what we always ask all of our guests which is who lives in your house um well there's me and then there's my husband brian and our daughter lucy she's 12 our dog winston (laughs) and our cat coley (laughs) and it's we we live in manhattan not a big apartment That sounds about right. That sounds, that sounds a cat, a dog, a 12-year-old, or a preteen, as it were. The, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I cannot. I, I, gotta, I know I say this, and then everybody's going to play this back at me like five years from now, but I can't wait for the tween years. Like, really? I, I feel Who like, says that? I feel like I can handle that better than like the younger years. The younger years, huh. I'm like, I don't know. You're not listening. I mean, like, I know they're not listening then, but at least they'll go, like, to their room and slam the door and, like, play music or something. Like, I I don't know. And you'll be like, this is right. Like, that's right. right That they shouldn't be listening to me (laughs) now. That makes sense. At, like, seven, you should still be, like, listening, maybe? Or, like, trying to please me somehow. (laughs) To please me. Come on, kids. That's why I had you. Um, I I just remember, I wanted to just 
to say really quickly that when I found out that I was having a girl, so like while I was still pregnant, I remember this was actually much, almost more moving than when I actually found out I was pregnant. And I went into the bathroom at the like ultrasound office and I sat in there and I just started crying and I was like, oh my God, this is like the best thing and the worst thing that's ever happened to me. I'm having a baby. I now know it's a girl. I'm so excited to have a girl. And this kid is going to hate me when she's a teenager. It's just going to happen. And like I was thinking about that. I hadn't even had her yet. Wow. <laughs> I know. Wow. And now we're, we're getting there. So far, so far, it's been okay. But um, yeah, I still have that to look forward to. <laughs> I just, they're like some inevitables that we all, there's so much about having kids that is completely like, oh, yeah. I wasn't expecting that. That's a total surprise. But there's something inevitable about your children hating you for a period of time. Yep. <laughs> there's comfort yep. in that. Yep. <laughs> uh, well, I wanted to take a moment to, to share a personal story about your music. I um, had had... My daughter's seven, so uh, seven years ago, I'll do the math, um, and I'm sitting, I was in Brooklyn at the time, and I'm sitting in the apartment in Brooklyn, Katie Bell was maybe three months old, so we were three months into really sitting around in an apartment. <laughs> with not a lot to do and starting to lose my mind a little bit. And this was like just when, you know, there weren't a lot of people weren't like using iPhones and like apps and like website, all that stuff was like not really happening. And I was on a computer and I went to go look for like kids, like a channel. I can't remember what it was. Maybe it was, what was that? It's not Spotify. Whatever was before Spotify, we could go and like uh, try and find Pandora. Music. Yes, it was Pandora. And I go put Pandora in and do a kids music thing. And I'm like listening to some songs and I'm like, ugh. Uh, not sure this is helping. And then on comes your song, Good Night. And it is the sweet little song about singing, I'm a little tiger and my mom loves me. Oh, my God. I love this song so much. And it comes on, and I was like, I, I really like this song. Oh, oh my God. I like this song. And then uh, it has become such a staple for both of my kids. It was such a fun thing to sing to them. Uh, and I even tried to, like, pick it out on the guitar and, and ruin it that way. And I just, it's still... It really was this moment for me as a person who really came into kids uh, not enjoying children's music outside of like stuff that I like Sam Hinton, like this uh, singer from the 70s that I always talk about on the show, um, who was really kind of dark, <laughs> dark kids music. Um, I, I didn't think I would like kids music. And, and I, I really have to say uh, that song was such a gateway for me to understand that there is actually good music out there uh, for you to listen to with your kids. So I just wanted to say thank you for that bef before we move forward. So thank you for that. It's such oh, a nice song. Oh, God, you're so welcome. Yeah, I'm just like, that's very moving to me because I, I, that's what I hope for deeply, you know, when I write my song. So thank you. Well, you're welcome. I wanted to, let's actually talk about that a little bit. Like there's, you know, we've I talked about this on the, previously on the show with other guests where like kids music definitely falls into like, sort of like kids books where you're like, that's probably easy to do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just make, you should just make a children's yeah. music album. Yeah. Just make one. Just make one. It's easy. Yeah. Uh, you and should like, do that. 
<laughs> and it's so utterly disrespectful. Uh, to, to and me. incorrect. And incorrect. And incorrect. But I, I do want to talk a little bit about, like, I, I guess your experience with sort of the reputation with children's music uh, and how you go into it. I mean, you really are credited with being somebody who doesn't make music that makes adults' ears bleed. And I wonder if that's something that you put a great deal of thought in or just you just that's just what you write and it's really lucky for everybody. Uh, or maybe I'm wrong altogether and you're like, no, 90% of what I write makes me want to jump out of it. You know, like, I, just talk a little bit about, uh, about that. Well, first of all, I want to say that's probably the best compliment I've ever received, <laughs> that I don't make people's ears bleed. <laughs> second of all, and I'm writing that one down, yeah. um, second of all, <laughs> um, yeah, you know, mostly I, I actually, I mean, as far as I know, parents actually do like the music, which is really great. Um, and I like my own music. That that's, I think that's why parents like it, is that I would never want to write something that I would then have to sing hundreds and hundreds of times and listen to over and over in the studio and then make videos to and listen to again and be asked to sing again that I hated. And that was why I started writing kids music in the first place is I was a preschool music specialist and I was singing old McDonald like till it came out of my ears. And um, it's a great, it's actually a great song. I think it's like a perfectly well-crafted song, except that it's really annoying after you've sung it like a hundred times. <laughs> so I thought it would be so much better if I could write songs that the kids liked, but I also liked to actually play and sing. And um, so that's kind of what I've always tried to do. I mean, I always I think of them first, but I don't forget about just myself as an adult. And I think that translated into having other adults enjoy it as well. And I just got very lucky in that way, I think. I'll take luck. That's a good answer. That's like, <laughs> that's like 90% of like what I think it's all of us. There's like, hey, oh, that worked out. Oh, I'm so glad. Yep. <laughs> that worked out. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, so your newest album is called Superhero, and it, it came out in September, and it's the first album of all original music that you've done since 2008. Not that you've been just laying around. You've been releasing you know, Christmas albums and collections of lullabies and other collections. But it seems like really challenging to write 21 totally original songs. So kudos to you on that. But I, I wonder what you, you. what brought you to wanting to write a whole new collection, a whole new album, and what did you want to say with this album? Um, well, I started writing the songs mostly because I really did feel like I had fallen into that let's do a theme album mm. kind of a way of writing things. And it made me realize that it had been such a long time since I just got to write whatever I wanted. And not only that, I'd also written the music for a couple of musicals and they were very directed. I wrote pieces for Sprout that were also write a song about this theme and then I'd have to write it and I'd send it in and they would give me notes. And, you know, and I, when I started, I was just like, I just would make up this stuff. And I wrote ridiculous lyrics like, I can't believe I'm going to say this actually in public about my own song, but I thought they were very silly. We are the dinosaurs. What do you think of that? We are the dinosaurs. We make the earth flat. I was like, I just made that up while I walked around the room. (laughs) 
but it's like the most iconic song that I have. It's 20 years old as of next uh, yeah. March. So, you know, I just feel like it was, I felt as if it would be not just a challenge, but hopefully fun to just be able to write whatever I wanted and see what came out. So that was all I was trying to do. I didn't really have a direction in my mind. And um, what I found once I had written all the songs was that there were a bunch of them that were really expressing this kind of um, strength and positivity and wanting to connect with people. At least that's how I heard the songs. And, um, and Superhero was sort of that kind of encompassed a lot of those ideas to me. And so it felt really good to put that right up at the front and entitle the album that way, even though there are also, you know, songs about like fireworks and tea parties on there, you know, but it's all about playing, (laughs) playing and just, you know, enjoying being a kid, I think. And that's, who they are that's who's listening i i hope <laughs> well it, it's so interesting to hear you talk about like sort of the going through a i guess almost like a, a rut on some level of can you write this here's this topic write this here's like less of the yep. you know the more uh, restrictive sort of writing which i guess i don't again it's one of those things you don't think about when you talk to writers or musicians that that's obviously part of that process um which i again i think is so interesting uh to then think about like oh my god i've got to go do something totally sort of selfish creatively and see sort of what comes out of it um did is there a song on this album that like you love the most is there one that you were like oh that you you could listen to over and over again are you just really connected with yeah well i mean i do like a lot of them i always feel whenever I make a new album, it's like having another baby. I'm right. like, oh, you know, <laughs> just so excited. And it's new again. And, you know, we love them as much as the old ones, but of course it's in a different way. And, um, but I really, um, I, I, there's a song on here, it was really the first one I wrote for the album, um, and it's called Bubbles. And uh, part of what, there are a couple of things I love about it. One is that I, I woke up like, in the morning one day with the tune in my head. And I thought, oh, that's a really good sign. I really like it when I don't have to think too hard and it's just like (laughs) something comes out naturally. So I loved that. And then I ended up actually working really hard on the song because um, lyrically it's about baths. It's about like bubbles in the bathtub. And a lot of people have asked me, we need a bath song. Parents have asked for a bath song from me. And I, I often actually get stopped when people ask for a kind of a song because I feel like (laughs) for the parents, you know, but it's really the kids I want to write for. So I thought, how do I write this song? Really (laughs) just feeling like I'm a kid and what is fun about being in the bath. And then I thought, well, maybe it's not all, but it's, that it's fun. You know, baths, there's a mix. Some kids love taking baths. Other kids are not so psyched to take a bath. And also there's a big transition. Like you have to step inside. You you take your clothes off. You get very vulnerable, right? Mm -hmm. You're naked or maybe you feel totally free, you know, but there is that sense of vulnerability, I think, when you're not having any clothes on. And then you have to step into like a different temperature. You go from maybe being cold into being hot. Maybe it's too hot. You don't know if it's going to be the right temperature. And then you let yourself just, be totally enveloped and then there's just to me it's just this feeling of like oh I forgot I love this and <laughs> bubbles make it even better so I was trying so hard to put all those feelings into the song and so the verses are a little bit like in a minor key and a little bit more tentative and then 
the chorus is just very full-on joy. And I ended up recording it in this way that has sort of like a, um, I don't know, it's like a pop kind of like a like a really intense pop sound. and I and I just feel like that brought out so many of those feelings too so anyway that, that's my very long answer to your question but I love that song for all of those reasons it's so funny I'm listening to you describe it and I'm like this is just like a parallel of me going out for like you know date night or like going mm. and doing some sort of self-care where you're like this is really challenging I don't want to go get together with my friends that's going to require so much work these days and then you do it you're like this is great yep. I feel wonderful and like <laughs> I feel like I'm I so get, glad I did this I'm so glad I did this <laughs> yeah that's so that's so funny you forget that that I really like the whole like vulnerability you just don't think about that sometimes you know like with your what you're doing to your kid <laughs> like hey get naked get yeah. in the tub nothing's yeah. weird about this <laughs> <laughs> and i'm i mean and it's great like we sit there and hang out with them right but yeah later on that feels weird yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, i mean i want to talk about like one last thing i want to wrap up on on something that because uh just your your history with music as well as uh your career with music and that is why why is children's music important? Because I, I, this is definitely one of those things that pre-kids, everybody says, I'm not listening to kids' music. My yeah. kids will My listen kids to listen. what I yeah. listen. We are going to steely dan it up, right? Like we are going to just, <laughs> it's fine. Music is music. And uh, so that's definitely, a pre- and even once we have kids, we sometimes really wrestle with that a little bit. You know, we've given up everything in our house and we'd have a real mix of kid and uh my kids currently know all the words to The Gambler by Kenny Rogers. I couldn't be prouder. But <laughs> like, I, I, I wonder, I, I think that's just one of those things that we're like sort of clinging to as individuals before we expand our families. And, and I, I wonder if you could talk a little bit about why is children's music important? Hmm. Yeah. Um, I think the main reason is probably ownership. Hmm. It's that kids... You know, when when you play or when I play, I'll talk about myself, if I play a song that I really like for Lucy, um, I actually remember when she was really little playing her some Louis Prima mm-hmm. and it's like a turn on. It was like, you know, and she just turned and looked at me and started bawling. But like. I was like, no, no, this is fun. This music is fun, right? So, um, but the difference, you know, so I, I enjoy that, but because of my experience in my life and the associations I have with that music and maybe with that particular person and, you know, and all those things, they don't have, they have their own experiences and and their own also, in terms of chronology, limited amount of experience compared to us. So I think what feels really different about a song that's written for kids, like if it's, at least I feel like this is what I try to do. If I, when I'm really thinking about the kids, I really write from an I place as if I am the kid singing. And so that when a kid hears that music, then they, and they start to use their own voice to sing it, then they're singing about themselves and their experiences and things that are relevant for them. And there is a real sense of ownership. I mean, so much so that I've had a lot of people write it to me and, or just tell me and say, you know, I'll play the Beatles for my kids and they like it and it's fun. But then my daughter will call from the backseat and yell, put on my music, mom. And they mean Lori Berkner, you know, and, and that's like an incredible I think that's an incredible gift to give to anybody to feel like they, especially for a kid, because 
there are a lot of things that kids don't feel ownership over, yeah. right? Because they're they're not allowed yet or whatever. Um, and I, I think to have that feeling that something really is theirs and was really meant for them um, is really kind of a gift. So, you know, that's a lot of also what I feel like I'm trying to do when I write the songs. Like I want them to feel that way. I, and that, I think that's important if that's to answer your question. No, it is. <laughs> it, it, not only is that is an excellent answer and uh, it is definitely one that I hear and like, you know, like, like I do with everything. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, oh, that's so right. I hope I've been like encouraging my, you know, and we do, but like there, I think there is this like level of, oh, how easy it is it to be like, no, we're not listening to that right now. I can't, I don't want to hear, you know, kids music. Or I don't want to hear <laughs> like, you know, no, we're going to listen to what I want to listen to or whatever. And it's the same with like uh, kids television uh, programming. It's not for you. It's for them. And I, I really, and you're right, there are so many things that we don't give them control over, uh, or there are things that we try to give them control over that may not be as easy as you can have your own music and, and listen mm-hmm. to it. And it, it, I really like that answer. That is really has given me a slightly different perspective on uh, what we're doing with our kids and the music that they listen to, though they still love the gambler. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is great. And I, I think that's so awesome, too, right? Like, they want, our kids want to also learn about us. And most of the time, I think, <laughs> I think that they, you know, and they want to share things that we love, too. I think it's just when, also, when we as parents can turn and say, oh, you love that? I'm going to sing that song with you at the top of my lungs as well because I can see how much it means to you. There's incredible joy in that. And then you're also kind of, giving that energy back to your kid. Yeah. And I don't know. There's a lot, there's a lot, I think, in um, really kind of just being where they're at, you know? Yeah, no, it's, it's so good. Well, Lori, thank you for joining us uh, and uh, talking with us about this. We're going to link everybody up to the new album, Superhero, and where you can get it. Uh, we're going to play out on Bubbles, so uh, everybody get a little taste of that. Awesome. And uh, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, sure. It was totally a pleasure. <laughs> All right, we'll talk soon. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay, bye. The water started running. The tub is filling up. I can't wait to get inside. I've got my duck and my boat and my pouring cup. I stick my toe in. Now there's no going back. Water's calling me. It says, go get the bubbles in the bath, bubbles in the bath, bubbles in the bathtub. Do you live in the fictional city of Chicago? Do you love amazing podcasts like Max Fund's own Lady to Lady, Minority Corner, and Bullseye? Do you enjoy insightful interviews with talented actors and comedians like Dwayne Kennedy and Andre Royo? Don't miss your chance to be part of podcast history by attending the first ever Chicago Podcast Festival. Lady to Lady and Bullseye take the stage on November 17th, and Minority Corner performs on November 18th. Tickets are on sale right now. Visit MaximumFun.org for more information and to grab your ticket today. Right now. Oh, that was so nice. Yeah, that was really nice. I, I, yeah, I really, she is as cool and as nice yeah. as one would hope. Totally. <laughs> you know, sometimes people aren't. 
<laughs> yeah, especially like in like certain very specific genres, you know, mm-hmm. and like it just was like talking to a friend at a coffee shop. Right? Absolutely. I just really enjoyed that. Yeah, she's great. And guys, the album is so much fun. Uh, my kids, like, walked through. I was listening to some of the songs, uh, like, a couple of months ago in preparation for talking to Laurie. And my kids, I hadn't, like, told them yet that I had a kid's album, <laughs> a new album. And they both walked through and were like, what's that? What's that? What's that? What's that one? And, like, basically, my prep work went right down the toilet. <laughs> I just sat there. I listened to the album. It's a lot of fun. Uh, what's also fun is listening to a mom have a breakdown. This is a rant, as we come clear in a moment. Fuck morning! <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, if I hurt your ears. Having a bit of a time. Uh, I, there just aren't words, but I just really needed to get that out. So, yes. I love the show. Have a great day. You guys are doing a totally kick-ass job. Okay, bye. I, sometimes they're just short and sweet. Yep. Sometimes you just have to scream, fuck mornings, fuck it, fuck it, fuck it, fuck it, fuck it. Yeah. Into the universe or yeah. into our call yeah. uh, log. And let's agree. Fuck mornings. Yeah. Fuck it, fuck it, fuck it. Yeah. Let's just all agree. Let's Maybe that should really be. Agree. Can we do a t-shirt with like Minnie Mouse and she looks all haggard and she's got a <laughs> cup of coffee and she just says fuck mornings. Fuck it, fuck it, fuck it, fuck it, fuck it. Maybe fuck the it. coffee has spilled. Yeah, the coffee spilled. The mug says I don't do Mondays that she's holding. <laughs> so Minnie is holding it. I don't do Mondays mug. Uh, she looks like shit and she's like fuck it, fuck it, fuck it. Fuck it, fuck it, fuck it, fuck it. I'll be waiting for Disney's merchandising to call me. Um, you know what? You're doing a remarkable job. And yeah. sometimes that's really just I, the, the times that I want to say that out loud. Mm-hmm. Usually I just mouth it. Mm-hmm. I look away from my children yeah. and I, I mouth the words. Oh, my fucking fuck, fuck, mm-hmm. fuck, fuck, fuck. Mm-hmm. And then I turn back and I say, I love you. Sure. Good night. I'll sometimes do the classic go into the bathroom, shut the door, and start stomping my feet over and over again like a total freak. And then come back out. Hello. Mama's going to play some music real loud right now, guys. Yeah. Mornings are hard. Mornings are, are very difficult. Yeah. So... There's that. Yes. That's a thing that happens. Yep. Every day. Oh, yeah, it does, (laughs) doesn't it? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, you're doing a great job. Yeah, good job. Good redirecting. And great use of the hotline. Oh, great use of the hotline. hotline. I really concur. I would like to just point out for the hotline, I sometimes like to check in with you guys. School's clearly back in session. Uh, We have over 200 calls this last month. Oh, my God. Uh, But, like, so many are geniuses. Oh, cool. School's back in session. Good job, you guys. Time to have some geniuses. Yeah. Kids are somewhere else. Good job, everybody. Excellent work. Teresa, what did we learn today? We learned that decisions are hard to make. Yeah. They are. Uh, Whatever. Your yeah. decisions are when it comes to uh, what your family will look like. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're hard to make, mm-hmm. and that's and o- it's not always up to us. And it's not always <laughs> up to us, and that's okay. Yeah. And I do, I do want to say again that uh, those decisions that we make are so personal uh, and for us, 
And it doesn't mean that that doesn't make it hard when you hear somebody else's decision. Yeah. And to be respectful of yourself and be mindful of how hearing people talk about it makes you feel. I, You know, we haven't really talked as much as I thought we would uh, on the show to date. We will. Don't worry. Teresa's got a lot of time being pregnant. Just about uh, seeing Teresa pregnant mm-hmm. and me not being pregnant. And... Uh, and while I know both of our decisions are a hundred percent our decisions, of course I, of course I feel like, oh, maybe I should have had a third. You know what I mean? Like, I still, maybe we should still. So it, those are really natural, normal feelings, and uh, that's. I mean, that's it. There's no mm-hmm. bigger insight than that. Yeah, <laughs> feelings. Yep. We all have them. That's right. We also learned that Teresa and I had very remarkable Halloween geniuses that were simultaneously completely different. Yep. Again, sort of like life choices. Yeah. Up to the individual. Yeah. And it worked out great for both of us. Worked out great for both of us. (laughs) (laughs) And finally, we learned... The children's music is pretty good, and Laurie Berkner is awesome and yeah. a great place to start if you're starting to explore uh, introducing your kids to, to kids' music. And again, I really like the idea of children's music being something that is is for your kids. I love this idea of ownership yeah. and, and like feeling empowered and us celebrating that with them. That's an easy that's an easy job we could do. Yeah, it's like an easy an e- like gift for your kids yeah. and like a nice thing to do to spend time together that I don't think we think about. Yeah, like we right. think about like, oh, I, I should do an activity or something. Yeah. But like you could just as easily like enjoy some music together yeah. and like connect in that way. I really agree. Yeah, it's, a, yeah, it's an easy it's a one, nice guys. idea. Yeah. Um everybody. You are doing a remarkable job. Yeah, you guys are great. You you really are. You guys are awesome. We are T minus three weeks yeah. till the beginning of the holidays. Okay? Mm. The yeah. big turkey day is yeah. coming. Yeah. Don't worry. We're all in it together. Yeah, we are. We are gonna we're gonna start rev- ramping up mm-hmm. for our hiding in the bathroom campaign. Yep. Everybody is amazing. Yeah, we're here for you guys. Yeah. And you guys are awesome. Yeah. We're all going to be okay. We're going to get through this. We're going to get through it. Teresa? Yes. You look great. Thank you, Biz. So do you. Thank you. And you are doing a really good job. Thanks, Biz. So are you. Thank you. And we will talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye. I got to low down mama blues. I got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. You know that right. We'd like to thank Max Fun, Lindsay Pavlis, our engineer, our husbands, Stefan Lawrence and Jesse Thorne, our perfect children who provide us with inspiration to say all these horrible things, and of course, you, our listeners. To find out more about the songs you heard on today's podcast and more about the show, please go to MaximumFun.org. One Bad Mother is a member of the Maximum Fun family of podcasts. To support the show, visit MaximumFun.org and click on Donate. Do you have a genius or fail moment you'd like to share on the show? Then leave us a message at 206-350-9485. Full-on rage-induced rants are also welcome. Well, Daddy, baby, bustin' by, not low down mama blues. Oh, said Daddy, baby, bustin' by, not low down mama blues. 
MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.